0: Support comes from Austin Water, helping residents reduce water use while protecting Austin's precious resource during the drought conditions with My ATX Water, providing near real time water use data, tips, and leak alerts. More at AustinWater.org.
1: From KUT and KUTX Studios. This, 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 this is K-U-T. you, K-U-T. KUT Austin. Stop. I used
0: to get mad at my school. Welcome to Higher Ed, KUT's podcast focusing on issues of higher education, lifelong learning, and Exercising the Brain. I'm Jennifer Staten with KUT 90.5, Austin's NPR station, talking as always with Dr. Ed Berger, president of Southwestern University in Georgetown, Texas. Hello, Ed.
1: Hello, Jennifer. And it's so good to see you in black and gold, (laughs) adorned appropriately. Even your earrings are gold. Even my
0: earrings, which I did have to take off, though, because the headphones make them hurt, make my my ears and head hurt. And I
1: couldn't see them with you had the headphones on. Now I can see them on the table here.
0: So I want to talk a little bit about embracing schools and colleges and universities today. And by that, I mean, I want to talk about the college application process, that time when students are trying to sort of embrace the place where they're going to go next. Mm -hmm. And I know that process can be a source of confusion, angst, uncertainty, Also, I think there's sort of a lot of kind of myths and rumors out there about the best way to Mm. go about this process. So I'm not asking specifically, you know, how should I write my essay that says talk about what I did over the summer? But (laughs) I, I thought we could sort of take take a little bit of a larger view and talk a little bit about the process and how students and, you know, teachers and parents and everybody can kind of help prepare for that. As students think about kind of plunging into the process What is the best mindset, I guess, would you say a student should enter before starting this process? So this
1: is an important time of life, obviously. And, but I think the advice that I would suggest for those individuals would be the same advice that I give to everyone thinking about a lot of things. So in fact, this is kind of advice that I think also transcends if there happens to be a listener who's not applying to schools, which is that it's all about fit. Whether you're looking for the next place to study or if you're looking for your next job, uh, it's really about how well do you fit into that culture and into that environment. And and, and so that's not an intellectual thing per se. There might be intellectual components to it, but it might be based on size. It might be based on location. It might be based on the ethos of the place. It might be based on – uh, extracurricular activities, in the in the case of college, it can be based on all sorts of things. It should not be based on generic things. So, for example, suppose that someone says, "Well, I I want to go to this institution because it's you know it's rated very high, or people think a lot of it." And similarly, just to kind of keep the conversation open, you know, oh, I, I got a job offer from this really, really impressive firm or this impressive, you know, uh, business, and so I have to say yes to that because it's such a cool. No, you don't have to say yes to that, and you don't have to say yes to the really prestigious institution either. It's much more important that you fit in then you go to a place that has this kind of a generic reputation because the bottom line is pick any school you want, any school. I won't even list any names, but pick any great school you can think of. There are people who graduate from that school who are out of work, unemployed, and not doing well. So it 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 doesn't wholly correlate. The bottom line is if you flourish and thrive and become a better version of yourself, you will have a greater life experience beyond and if you don't, then you won't. And so the idea is to have yourself flourish. And so it's to find that place.
0: So if a student is going through this process and has visited campuses and maybe visit classes, stayed in the dorm, had interviews and says, okay, right. yes, I feel like I'm a good fit at X, Y, and Z. And right. we've talked before. Part of it is just kind of that feeling. If like You go that. to campus, yep. you're there, you know, ditch your parents for a little while, right. spend That's time right. alone. That's right. You, you remembered. I do remember. How can a student best convey then sort of holistically in the application that he or she believes they're a good fit for the institution? I mean, it seems to me they can't just write, I feel like I am a very good fit for your institution because everybody could write that. Right. And and
1: I would say that the problem with that, uh, assuming that that's true, is that it it doesn't really show any depth of of knowledge or thought or even just a depth of uh, emotion. And so I would challenge that individual to articulate the reasons and they could be trivial. I love the soft serve machine in the commons at Southwestern. And that was one of the draws or, you know, I, I I looked around the campus and the people seemed really friendly. They don't have to be cerebral. I plan on studying the fine arts and the Seraphim school of fine arts at Southwestern university is so well known, or I plan on going to medical school and and your track record to get into medical school is, you know, amazing. You know, that's okay but i would call that still generic look the counselors who read the applications you know southwestern and we're a small you know undergraduate institution as you know jennifer we get thousands upon thousands of of applications which we which are all given you know very careful consideration and we're only going to accept about you know 400 students 450 students so it's a very competitive thing and so they're they're looking at How are we going to separate students? So if you're not going to stand out in some kind of interesting, thoughtful, creative way, then then I think you could get lost in the the fold. So, you know, here's why Southwestern resonates with me, or here's what I'm drawn to the school, or here's what I want to accomplish. And then maybe even saying something about who you are. Another opportunity here is to maybe share something that did not go quite well. Instead of trying to push under the rug the fact that you got a C in that geometry class. Why not talk about that? Have that be your essay. Hey, here's the first C I ever got in high school and it was in geometry. Let me tell you what happened. And not as an excuse, like I'm trying to explain it away, but here's how I've grown from that and how I can see myself growing from the uh, setbacks that I will experience in the future. That's kind of intriguing in my mind.
0: So you talked about using Southwestern as the example that institutions that receive many, many, many more applications and they have space to accommodate students, they need to look at ways that students are kind of separating themselves from the pack. And it seems to me that what a lot of high school students, the strategy they employ is I'm just going to do a lot of stuff so that when I complete my application, I can list all of these activities that I did. I did swimming, I did, you know, I was a tour guide or whatever. I was a mentor. I did this. I did that. And so they want to rack up a list of a lot of activities and stuff. Is that meaningful? I I think there is
1: meaning there. And and here's what it means to me. And again, I'm not a professional, you know, uh, uh, in terms of enrollment. But from my vantage point as an educator, what it means to me is that this person is uh, actively engaged in the community and actively engaged in the life of the mind in a variety of different ways. I, I think that at places like Southwestern, what we also tend to look for are uh, leadership roles in those things. So I was, I was uh, a, a senator in student congress, not just you know, showed up to those meetings. Uh, I was the captain of my volleyball team uh you know something that that shows a little bit of leadership and and real commitment rather than just saying i'm going to do this for a year so i can put it on my you know on my application or on my resume um but i think that it does show something on the other hand you know you you you're trying to build a community so you are looking for diversity in in a in a wide variety of ways not just socioeconomic and not just racial but also uh, so that not only will it reflect the world, but it also reflects the world of ideas. So, you know, you want the nerdy student who really is buckled down and just loves chemistry and that's all that person wants to do and, and she wants to go to Southwestern. Well, you know, we're going to be open to that because we're not looking for, you know, uh, 450 of the identical student. We want a kind of a diverse community. So we want all sorts. But I would say that, you know, it, it, it paints yourself and I think in a, in a brighter light to, to have other activities and interests. And you can show some some leadership uh, in some of those. I think it's helpful.
0: You know, we've talked before about um, sort of how the mindset of college students and high school students and applicants to college has evolved over time vis-a-vis technology. Right. And with social media. And now we share everything. You know, everybody right. knows everything about. And so, I mean, certainly that's one thing that applying students have to know is that any digital trail they've left is easily discernible.
1: That's oh. a great point. I don't know how often schools do this. I don't, I don't know, even know if we do it at Southwestern or not. But I mean, you know, if you are on Facebook and if you are on Twitter or Instagram, you know, certainly when you're applying for jobs, that will come back to potentially haunt you or to amplify, you know, who you are. And so I think that's right, that, that even at a very young age, we should be thinking about how we are present in uh, the social media digital world.
0: Are there any parts of students high school experience that you think is better to not include? Or I guess the flip side of hmm. that is, hmm. you know, is it, is it possible to, to just overload an application and too much information and not helpful to learn about the student?
1: Yeah, I think if you're just vomiting out a, a long list of activities and, and successes and awards and things, I think that that then gets blurred over. I I think the thing that an individual should be doing here is telling a story, that they should be telling a story about their recent history, the highs and the lows, and how they see themselves as having changed through their education up to that point. And that story should have a beginning, a middle, and an end. And as you fill out those applications – Uh, You should be able to kind of then weave that narrative into the story and so that when that individual is done and puts down that – has that piece of paper and then puts it down, says, okay, now I really know who Jennifer is or at least I have a good sense of who it is. And it's not just because you gave us a a long list of things, but you told a story. And I think telling a story about who you are and what you're looking toward for the next chapter of your intellectual journey is one that could be very compelling and interesting.
0: Well, I know what I'm looking toward in the next chapter of this podcast. And that's the puzzler. <laughs> it's time for a new one. You love those segues. I don't do. You? I, I love to think them up on the fly. And you did a great job. Thank you. What, so, what is our new puzzler? This
1: was sent in by a listener. Oh, excellent. And so we love these. And, uh, I think this is kind of a fun one. Okay. All right. So here we go. Okay. So first of all, let me just warm up this by asking you a, a, a question. This is just to get the puzzler going. Uh, Roughly, how many people are there on the planet?
0: I'm going to say seven to eight billion.
1: Yeah, seven billion. That's
0: seven exactly billion. Right. Okay. So we're going
1: to go with seven billion. So we're going to assume that there are seven billion uh, human beings on the planet Okay. Earth. Okay. And so now the question is, uh, what would you estimate the answer would be if we were to multiply together the number of fingers on every person's left hand? So if we were to take the and, – and by the way, for the context of this puzzle, the thumb, even though technically it's not considered a it's not legally a finger, we're going to call it a di- – So okay. the, the number of digits, if you will, okay. uh, on every person's left hand, if we were to multiply those numbers together, the question is uh, what would you estimate that number to be? And if you can't even estimate the number, can you at least try to guess uh, how long – of a number it would be, like how, how long that number would be, So, how many digits would we're it be. we're
0: essentially asking how many left-hand digits are there on the planet?
1: If you were to multiply them all together. If you were to uh, add right. them together, then you would get the number okay. of how many, but, but if I when, multiply so them
0: together. So let's start the example here. So let's say we're going to start this count on south, the Southwestern University well, campus. Well, how so about in this room? Five? In this room. Times five. So that'd be 25. 25. So that's and for then, this room. We go to the first librarian and we see twenty-five times five is hundred and twenty five. Okay, well so you
1: seem to be almost trying to answer it, but that's well, the question. But that's what I'm saying. That's, that, the, question. that's the process. Yep. Yes.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of fun to think about things fun, that have
0: it is. Oh my word. Okay.
1: Big, big
0: things. Okay. I'm having a f- arithmetic flashback moment. Did you write did you write something down? I can't see. Well, I did. Let me see what you wrote down. I wrote down – I'm not going to read that the loud. Fa- well, I wrote down that sign.
1: Oh, you put down the factorial yes. sign.
0: That's the first thing that popped into my – an
1: exclamation point. Yes. Or maybe you're just excited. Well, oh, both. Big number. All right. That's yes, the puzzle. a very big number. That's the puzzle. Okay.
0: Wow. And I will I'm give gonna... you a hint.
1: It does not involve factorials. Actually,
0: okay. Because, well,
1: boo. Okay. Yeah, because that's where you <laughs> take a number and multiply it by the previous number and the previous okay. number. So it's but, like five factorial is five times four times three times two times one. Uh-huh. And that I don't think is going to be too no. Helpful that won't here. get us there. But maybe, maybe it's helpful. Maybe yeah. there's an idea that you can get from that.
0: Well, I'm going to th- thinking. I'm going to think on that one. That's Thank that you. seems like a tough but exciting one. So Thank I'm you. looking forward to that. We'll get the solution to that next week. Okay. Okay. So just as we wrap up our discussion about college applications in our somewhat quasi-interview format, right? I will close by asking about the importance as you see it, of the interview in this process?
1: I think it really depends upon the institution. Uh, At a very, very large institution, it might not be as important. I would say it's important everywhere, but I think it's more important the smaller the institution. At Southwestern, I truly urge uh, candidates to be interviewed. It's not really an interview as much as a meeting. I don't even think we call them interviews anymore. It's really just a kind of a face-to-face, but it allows someone who understands Southwestern to interact with a potential candidate and see if there's a real fix or not. And it allows that candidate to interact with a human being that knows about Southwestern rather than a brochure or a website and so forth. And, and I think they're very helpful. And, and I do encourage people to do it. I, I did it as a kid uh, when I was applying to schools and, and it was very helpful to me. And, and basically that's how I picked my school was the interview. And I said, this is it.
0: Well, Dr. Ed Berger, you're a human being who knows a lot about Southwestern. (laughs) Dr. Ed Berger is president of Southwestern University in Georgetown, Texas. You can find out more at southwestern.edu. And you can keep your brain busy by keeping up with the news and other episodes of Higher Ed at KUT.org. I'm Jennifer Staten, KUT News.
1: brain games really make me smarter. What is all this screen time doing to my brain? How do I protect my brain as I age? Find the answers to life's most and least pressing questions about your mind with the Two Guys on Your Head podcast. Check it out wherever you get your podcasts.